Welcome, 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 geeks and nerds, girls and boys, to a brand new edition of geek to me Radio. Tonight, we have creator Adam Walenta on, talking about his brand new Kickstarter he's got for volume two of his series, Punk Taco, how you can help support that. Later on, we'll be talking with artist and inker Keith Williams about working on the Phantom, the Spider-Man titles, who his favorite editors were at Marvel, and more. Stand by. We're talking TV, comics and movies, and video games. Star Trek and Star Wars will try to explain There are 12 doctors for Hogwarts houses One ring rolls them all To be the greatest Pokemon master You must catch them all You must catch them all If you're driving around the greater St. Louis area tonight listening to us on the Big 550 KTRS, hello and thank you for tuning in. If you're streaming us out there on Instagram or if you're on Facebook or Twitch or YouTube, hello to you and thanks for finding us there. And if you're hearing us after the fact in the podcast form on whatever platform you happen to get your podcast on, we appreciate your tuning in there and listening as well. Make sure you're hitting the subscribe button wherever you're hearing this to make sure we uh, it helps us out in the search engine optimization, gets our numbers up and things like that. We always appreciate that. And you've not yet taken the chance to write a five-star review. We'd appreciate that very much as well. That always helps us out. And it's one of those little free things you can do to help give us a boost. We appreciate all of you listening and for all your support and help there a full show tonight two fantastic creators are with us we're going to start this off uh we've had him on i believe we had you on the show before adam uh, the creator of punk taco we talked about volume one i know and now you're back with a second volume on kickstarter uh, you got 17 days left to go on this welcome back to the show oh thank you very much i appreciate you having me and with this, uh, the Kickstarter is always cool. It's uh, the the creators get in there; they're they're owning their own product, and you, you kind of control everything. You don't have to worry about another publisher coming in. <laughs> As an artist and a creator, that's I assuming it's a lot of work, obviously, but it's yeah. better rewarding on the back end of it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. On the back end, I mean, if I was if Punk Taco was signed to a publisher, we'd get like a dollar a book as opposed to you know the the full amount. But of course, on the flip side, we also have to invest our own money into it and we have to handle shipping and packaging and you know dealing with fans uh, you know both positive and negative you know sometimes things go wrong in shipping and books get damaged and you have to be there for that as well so there's lots of ups and downs of course and you've been doing you've been an artist illustrator writer and everything like that for i think almost almost 20 years if i'm not mistaken yes that's correct yeah i started out as marvel back at marvel back in the 90s as a uh, first as an intern and then as a colorist and I also did some editorial work, so I, I've been doing it for a long time. Deciding to go with your own property, I know, that, again, that you're not working under someone else's thumb, but I assume kind of working for one of the big ones, Marvel or DC. I've heard m- many creators say it, it's been a great experience. Others say it was horrible. I'm glad to be out doing my own thing. Do you have any feelings about your time at Marvel? Oh, I would have stayed at Marvel all my life if I could. I, I love Marvel. Um, I had a great experience, 
but it was a bad time to be at Marvel. So it was during the, you know the, the late '90s, mid '90s, and when they were going through the bankruptcy, oh, yeah. what they called Marvelution at the time, and everybody that I was fortunate to make connections with and friends with, they were all let go, you know, mm. for the most part. So very few people remained. And then when I finished college, this was 1996. Um, I probably worked for like another year off and on for them. But then by that time, it had completely changed. And, it, you know, if you don't have friends there, it's it's hard to <laughs> keep your foot in the door. So, right. Um, so, yeah. And, that, and at that point is when I started publishing my own comics back in 1997. So I, I wanted to do different things that other than superheroes. And uh, so I just set off on my own. I've been been doing that ever since. And Punk Taco is a great, uh, it's, it's an all ages thing. Uh, it's really a fun idea. Talk a little bit about the concept. I know you, you're, you and your son kind of uh, created this all kind of together. Kind of talk a little bit about the genesis of Punk Taco. Yeah, that just came about because we were hanging out as a father and son. I actually had another book that was, you know, 200 pages in as far as the artwork goes. And then this idea came and my son and I started having a lot of fun uh, creating it. And so I put the other book on the shelf. I haven't haven't even gone back to it yet. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's still sitting there. Um, we've been really involved with Punk Taco. And it was just, you know, when you're, he was five at the time, and just like a barrage of ideas were coming from him. And I was <laughs> writing them down and recording them. And as a parent, I, I could have I taken the idea to another publisher like Scholastic, but I knew because those, that, a lot of times that takes a long time to get published. And you could still have to deal with rejection over and over. Right. So I, I wanted to capture that time, you know, with my five-year-old. He was turning six. And um, I wanted to share that time creating something with him because, you know, they're, they're only young once. And it goes by so quick yeah. <laughs> that, that I wanted to take advantage of that. And it's been a great experience, you know, working with him. And we had so many ideas for book one that we knew that we couldn't get it all into book one because we had a budget that we had to, to meet and a deadline. Um, I didn't want to take five years to produce one book because then he would be 10, you know, and then like <laughs> interest would start to lose. So, um, so we, we created book one and it was very successful. We won a Ringo award for best kids comic or graphic novel. We won a best, uh, a kids comics award for best sci-fi and fantasy. And I said, like, we, we sold out of the first printing. We did a second printing. Um, and now we're doing book two and book three is like 90% drawn. So, once once we're done with all this promotion for book two and, and selling that, then we're going to get right back into Punk Taco 3. So it's been a lot of fun. And if I may ask, how old is your son at this point? He's 10 now. 10. And you're, so you're coming up on that. So I, I got to ask, were there other ideas that he was, as he was barraging with ideas, that were like, oh, that will never work? I mean, Punk Taco's <laughs> obviously caught on, but were there other ones that are like, well, son, I don't know if that's the best idea. Oh, he, yeah, he has a lot of ideas for new characters that – we're going to get into and we're going to start introducing them into punk taco and then have their own series. Um, and then his little brother is involved now too. So he's six and he's, he's really involved in creating characters and writing, you know, coming up with story ideas and and yeah, nothing is off the table. So when you're working with your kids, it's all fun. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just a really good time. And, and it, because you're working with kids, making books for kids, it can be wacky. It could it could be insane. Sure. Yeah, and it doesn't yeah, yeah. always have to make perfect sense. <laughs> so now, is is your ten year old who kind of you started this with? Is he a little territorial over some of the ideas? Like now that the six year old's coming, or are they did they play nicely? No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, he 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 likes working with his you know his him and his brother actually have a uh, ongoing story every morning. They have a set time when they play this 
series that they've created and they created these characters and, and they have to build on this story every day. And uh, I keep telling them we should, we should be recording it, but they're like, Oh, don't worry. We remember the whole story. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, well, that's good. Yeah, you have a uh, hit YouTube series on your hands if you start recording That's it what now. I told them. I said, you know, let's just, it could be like a reality TV, two kids coming up with all these ideas. And then they, they, they build the characters with Lego. And so they nice. act out the whole story. So I told them, I thought it would be a great idea for that as well to put it on YouTube. But and, and I, so, I think, I think not being on camera helps them with their creativity. Yeah, you know? I get that. I, yeah. It's so weird to think about how, cause you and I are close to in the same age and to think about, what resources we had if we wanted to None. record a story we had to get out the big vca vcvr tape and put it on our shoulder and you know film right. stuff and now it's just you pull out your phone and all the video you edit everything right there it's insane to think about what your children can do that we had couldn't even dream of they could add special effects i mean when i was in college at pratt institute i learned how to edit with videotape you know with the yeah. two decks and <laughs> now I, you could do all that on your phone it's incredible Right. I often, because there's people who are at the radio station that are older than me, and I always think about, they're like, we had to do eight tracks and do real to real things. You guys are lucky. I'm like, that's probably what I sound like when I'm talking to, you know, 10 year olds. It's like, you've got it all on your iPhone. But it, it's such a different place. That's so cool that they're they're doing that. So I guess they really uh, have. The, now, is, uh, is, are, is their mother creative as well? She's a scientist, actually. Okay. So she's a geophysicist. And we've actually written a comic book, two comic books together. So we. We wrote two educational science comics together that were funded by the National Science Foundation. Wow. So, yeah. So she does all the, like, the technical writing. And then I, I add in, like, the jokes and make it a comic book. So, so it's the perfect left-brain, right-brain blend, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of fun. So you've already got stories mapped out, it sounds like, because you said, you know, we kind of have to break this down. We can't do everything. So, like, right. looking forward... Are we talking like maybe a Punk Taco Volume 5 down the road here? Like how far, without giving anything away, do you guys have things mapped out? Right. We're keeping everything so individuals can read. You could read the individual stories, but they do kind of build on each other. And so we're, we're doing three books that we are definitely you know, involved in right now that kind of conclude part of the story um, that connects them all together. Uh, but I would love to keep doing it. I would love to keep doing it on this level with the hardcover, but then I, I also have an idea to create punk tacos for different age groups. So like the little golden books, like I'd like a punk taco book like that, which is more of like a story book. I'd like a, like a punk taco for older kids. So you could hit on different themes and different, you know, uh, you know, stuff like that. Um, just like Ninja Turtles. I mean, that Ninja Turtles is a big inspiration for me where you have like the really gritty stuff from that was the original stuff. Yeah. And yeah. The, the black animated, and white, you know, cartoony, and now the IDW series is incredible as well, but but they have so many different styles of Ninja Turtles that I, I think you know we can do the same thing with Punk Taco. And uh, just uh, if you're listening right now, if you go to Kickstarter.com, just type in Punk Taco or type in Adam's name, Adam Wallens, and we'll put a we'll put a link to the Kickstarter in our Thank show you. notes. Yeah. If you're hearing this after the fact, just scroll down the page. And you'll see the link there. But uh, right off the Kickstarter page, Punk Taco is a lovable, sentient space taco who rocks out across the universe with his band of misfits, fighting evil and helping those in need. Uh, the art on this is is absolutely brilliant. It's endearing There's just to see it. And the, uh, the 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 Kickstarter things you can see on the side, you can you can just back it without any kind of uh, reward tier. But obviously, there's tiers as you go. I would think. 
that that's probably the hardest thing is figuring out what the reward tiers are for Kickstarter. Yeah, I've done a few Kickstarters and that's always a challenge. And this time I wanted to keep it real simple because I wanted to just focus on getting the book out. And so we have like stickers, we have original artwork, bookmarks, and then the two, the two volumes. And then we created a coloring book. Nice. So, so that's really the, uh, the, the, the gist of it. So we have the coloring book here ah, and yes. it's got a bunch of different pages of artwork and it's actually going to be a little bit bigger than this. So, uh, it's a lot of fun because, you know, kids like the color, adults like the color. We figured so it's a nice little extra. I love going into, like, the Barnes & Nobles and the Borders and now seeing there's all those adult coloring books for, like, you yeah. know, really complicated ones like Harry Potter World and things like that. Those are always fun. So, yeah, adults, adult stuff. I bring out the colored pencils, though. I'm all fancy about it when I do mine. And you can actually see, you know, for those on video, like, this is Punk Taco 1. And then this is, this is the dummy copy of Punk Taco 2. Oh, so wow. it's significantly bigger yeah 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 <laughs> and again if you're not but if we're you're keeping not doing it the same video, price so uh for those of you who might be listening on audio and have just found the show we do stream on twitch and youtube and facebook so if you're listening to this right now you can always follow geek me radio on those platforms and then you can see the video you can uh, see the the cool things that adam has i love the wall behind you too it's just all punk taco there's you know yeah. the, the branding <laughs> that's our bookshelf i figure i should i shouldn't be advertising other people's books right exactly why not I, I would do the same thing about you i love the shirt too so if people want the sh- the swag the the sweatshirts and t-shirts there's a website they can go to to get that as well yes that's all on amazon okay yep so if you if you go to uh, amazon and type in punk taco sweatshirt or t-shirt it's, that's all on demand stuff because uh i don't have the the space to have inventory for like 500 sweatshirts to try right yeah that makes sense yeah <laughs> have to, where are we gonna put you those know, I have at? five different sizes you know extra large right all the way to small it's like, so there's boxes of sweatshirts then boxes you need to ship the stuff out and then all pay yeah right have a whole other right. wing of your house so for we that. figure we, we, did, we hooked up with amazon and they have a whole on-demand thing and you know oh that's perfect can order from there very nice and conventions are getting back underway now i notice there's a lot of conventions picking up now that kind of we're starting to learn to live with covid and everything like that do you have any conventions that you might be appearing at slated for this year yeah, I, I hope so. Uh, the book is at the printer now, and it will it's going to ship soon, and it takes like a couple months to ship across the ocean. Right. Um, so it's not actually going to be here till late uh, July. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to do, I'm hoping to do Baltimore Comic Con. Okay. And I will be at the Small Press Expo, and I'd like to do like uh, New York Comic Con and uh, some of the later shows. So, so maybe the, definitely in the, in the Baltimore fall. and SBX. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, this is it's always fun. If you're listening right now, it's always great to back these independent people because that's, you know, you're not giving it to a huge corporation because I know there's people are railing against corporations right and left for a variety of reasons these days. Right. Uh, but obviously, not only are you doing this to kind of help Adam, but his kids are getting such a kick out of it. And that way, maybe they'll be encouraged and they'll get their own YouTube channel and start doing their their Lego stories online as well. Yeah, that would be actually. We have a YouTube channel where we do like how to draw videos mm-hmm. with the kids and and all that. So they they have a, a venue to put their movies up, but they just have to want to do it. And I don't like to force them into anything. They, oh yeah, you know, if they want to record it, then they record it. But yeah, anybody that supports this this Kickstarter, we really appreciate it. We're going to give a lot of extras. We have a lot of free comics that we're going to give for people who order like twenty five, you know, pledge at the twenty five dollar tier. Uh, for one book, and then for for fifty, you get two books, uh, plus all the bonus stuff. Um, and again, it's it, it goes directly to us, and then we can take that money and invest that back into making more punk taco books and other projects. So 
we really appreciate when people support it. Right now, the Kickstarter is very low, so we definitely need some support from everybody out there. Um, this has been a hard project to to get funded, and I, a lot of people tell me because it's an all ages book. Um, hmm. I would people, think that would be the opposite. I would think, but but maybe parents aren't on Kickstarter as much. I, I I'm not sure because huh. um, I know like if you look at what books are doing really well, it's a lot of times it's like really violent books or you know yeah uh, you know other graphic books <laughs> yeah i know we had jimmy Pamiati talking about his painkiller one and that went really well so it's like yeah the, yes that jimmy, I hadn't jimmy thought does about more it, adult but, stuff right yeah. that's kind of He's odd to great think about. And, and all of his projects are awesome uh but they're definitely more adult oriented definitely so. but what's great is if you're listening right now and you've got kids and your kids are kind of wondering uh that you know they they either like comic books or want to get into comic books and you're trying to find something for them this is another it's a great way to kind of open your kids up to that world too uh without having to worry about you know the punisher coming in and shooting somebody up or anything like that uh, right so. and we wrote it in a way for young kids you know they like the artwork so if they're not strong readers yet the, the adult in their life can read it to them and the adult's going to enjoy it and then as the kid gets older, because we made it an 8x10 hardcover, mm -hmm. it's not like a floppy comic you put in a bag, bag and backing and you, you lose it. Um, it's something that you could keep on the bookshelf and kids can reread it over and over, you know, like a Dr. Seuss book or, or something along those lines. Um, and then they could pass it down, you know, for generations, hopefully, if they enjoy it. Um, but that's why we made it a hardcover like that, an 8x12. Uh, we wanted it to be something that can last and, and, and be passed down. And uh, I just pull up the Kickstarter page again, and it looks like you're just a little over a third of the way there already. It's a it's a very it's a six thousand goal. It's very attainable. Uh, you've already it's got fifty seven yeah. backers, and you've got over two weeks to go, seventeen days um, yeah. to go for this. So I, I that's I think that's incredibly doable. And the fact that your first couple of Kickstarters went really well, I'd I'd say uh, I I don't I don't feel you should be sweating this. Hopefully, you feel the same way. <laughs> Oh, any creator will be sweating until the last <laughs> minute. And you always want to do more. Like we kept it low because we just needed to basically reorder, you know, the punk taco books. And, and yeah. but, uh, you know, the, the more that we can raise, the more we can invest in punk taco three and, and, and beyond. So we'll see how it goes. And any other surprises, like as you get closer or if, if like, let's say you hit the 6,000 early, are there stretch goals in mind or anything like that that are kind of can we can kind of make people salivate a little bit? Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. You know, this this past week, I, I offered that if we reached our goal by Friday, I would do a free original piece of artwork for everybody who pledges $50 or more. Wow. Uh, and we didn't reach that goal. But I'll tell you what, because all of your listeners are doing if we can reach our goal this week. I will do the same thing. I will do a drawing nice. for everybody that pledges $50 or more, um, uh, you know, uh, an extra original piece of artwork by me. Um, and I'll throw that in there for everybody. That's awesome. Very cool. So if you're listening right now, again, kickstarter.com, just go in, type in Adam Walenta or Punk Taco. And again, if you're listening after the fact, uh, we've got the link in the show notes down at the bottom of the page. And this is so obviously the Kickstarters take up such a great deal amount of time. I assume this is the main thing you're focused on. But once you get yeah. past the Kickstarter and it's successfully funded, I'm assuming there's probably going to be a couple of weeks of making sure the things are fulfilled and everything like that. So after yeah. this whole thing is over, what what are you looking at next on the on the horizon? Uh, I'm going to dive right into Punk Taco 3. As I okay. mentioned, we I have about um, 90 pages penciled for Punk Taco 3. And... Um, we just have we're just finishing up the ending. 
so once once all this Kickstarter stuff is done, and then once I get a kind of handle on fulfilling all the orders and, and packaging up everything and shipping it out, I'm going to dive right back into inking and having Punk Taco 2 colored, or Punk Taco 3 colored, and, uh, and getting that all packaged up. And we'll probably run a Kickstarter for that as well. So um, I'm excited to get into that one. And I got to ask, because you mentioned it at the very beginning, the 200 pages you already had done that went up on the shelf when Punk Taco started, is that once the kids are in college, that'll be your project that you uh, you dive back into? Or is it, do you plan on revisiting it at some point? I'm actually working on that kind of at the same time very slowly. So I have a colorist I'm working on, and he's coloring it for me. Um, I wanted to do it all myself, but I knew that it would never get done that way. So mm. I'm going to actually pitch that one to a couple other publishers first and see if anybody's interested because I'm not in any hurry for it right. um, to get out there. And if they don't want to publish it, then I'll, I'll do it myself, as I always do. Um, and we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I'm excited. My, my kids are actually very excited for that one because they know that I put that on hold for Punk Taco and they want to <laughs> see it get done. So, Well, it sounds like you've got very, very special children. It sounds like they're very, oh, uh, they're very creative you. and they're very uh, supportive of everything you're doing. And it's, it's kind of nice that you yeah. have that relationship where you're basically working on this project with them. It's such a, it's such a cool concept. I love it. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And just to let everyone know, too, uh, social media links, websites where they can find you, keep up with your work other than the Kickstarter, anything else? Absolutely. You can follow me anywhere with just at Adam Walenta. So it's just my name spelled out. Uh, you can go to punktaco.com, adamwalenta.com. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and whatever new social media app pops up, I usually am on there. <laughs> <laughs> whether or not I participate all the time is it's questionable, but you know, I have a TikTok, but I don't even know what to use it for. So. <laughs> and a very unique last name too. So I guess as soon as you get the social media, whatever the new platform pops up, you don't have to worry about fighting for the last name. Like it's not John Smith. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that usually. Although I found out that there's, a, there's another Adam Walenta in like really? Michigan. He's a doctor. So I huh. <laughs> Very cool. I'm a doctor in a different dimension. That's yeah. right. It's, it's the multiverse of Walentas. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it's always great talking to you. I love having uh, just seeing all your work because you're, you're so active on social media. I love always seeing it pop up and all the stuff that you do. Oh, you. It's, it's very it's very cool that you are, you know, living, living your best life, living the dream. That's always fun to see for anybody. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I mean, sometimes I feel like all, all I'm doing on social media is self-promoting. And if you're new to, if you follow me and you see that a lot, know that you can also interact with me. I love actually use, using social media to socialize in a positive way. Um, but sometimes I get caught up in the self-promoting. But when you're independent, you know, you, you kind of have to. <laughs> yeah, you're preaching to the horse's mouth, believe me. <laughs> yeah. Um, this has been great. Adam Malenta, continued success to you. We can't wait to see Thank how you. quickly this one gets funded. And we'll have you back on for Volume 3 if you're up for it. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Be well. Take care. Thanks. All right. Have a great night. You too. There he goes. Adam Walenta. Make sure, again, you uh, back the Kickstarter. We'll put a link to that if you're listening after the fact. Otherwise, if you're, we're going to take a commercial break. So go right now to your computer and type in Kickstarter. Find Adam Walenta Punk Taco and go ahead and pledge that right now. $50 or more if they get funded by the end of the week. He'll get you that uh, personalized art sent your way. We're going to take another quick commercial break. We'll come right back with... Keith Williams, please stand by. Hi, this is Carl Lovely, and you're listening to Geek to Me Radio. We are back. Geek to Me Radio heard every night here on the Big 550 in 
Oh, I should say on Sunday nights. Heard every Sunday night on the Big 550 here in St. Louis. Want to make sure we tell you about our premier sponsor. That's the Greater St. Charles Convention and Visitors Bureau, of course. You know them from the website discoverstcharles.com. I know they are gearing up for a lot of cool things now that the weather. Today was a gorgeous day. We went out, I guess it was Saturday before the rain hit, and we took the dog for a walk along St. Charles there. And it's just, it's gorgeous. There's all sorts of people out with dogs. The patios were open and uh, the lunch crowd was out there. There's people getting ice cream at Riverside Suites, uh, stopping to browse the stores, and everyone big smiles on their faces. It's a great spring is always a great time to be outdoors. And there's Frontier Park. You can uh, run and play there. Bike ride the Katy Trail. I know the Bike Stop Cafe right there on Main Street. How all the bikes laid out. You can rent your bike, go bike ride the Katy Trail. People were jogging. City of St. Charles always has something going on. There's always something fun. And if you're one of my listeners and you're from out of town, you haven't yet had a chance to come visit St. Charles, I can't recommend that you move that up on your list highly enough. It's a great place to visit, and uh, you're maybe wanting to get away and plan a summer vacation. There's all sorts of things to do, places to eat, things to see. If you're a history buff, if you just like good food, they've got uh, different festivals going on. Like they just have a music festival coming up. I think it's the first or second weekend of June. You can double-check when it is because you can go to the website, discoverstcharles.com. Click on the Events tab, and it'll have all sorts of things that are planned there. From that website, you can also plan where you want to stay if you are from out of town. And if you're local here in St. Louis and haven't visited for a while, go check them out because we were just there, like I said, Saturday. And I noticed, I'm like, well, that, that, that shop right there is new. I had not noticed that popcorn shop before. So there's always something popping up, something to surprise you, even if you've been out there all the time like I have been. Uh, great place to visit no matter what time of year it is. Please make sure you do go check it out. Once again, plan your trip starting at the website discoverstcharles.com. That's discoverstcharles.com. As we always say, it's an historically good time. I also want to remind you that this weekend was opening weekend for Jurassic Park the Musical, part of St. Louis Shakespeare's production. They do uh, Magic Smoky Monkey Theater, which is an offshoot of St. Louis Shakespeare, does a uh, fun show every year. And this time they decided to do Jurassic Park the Musical. Show dates uh, went on this weekend, went really well, but we've got four more dates. You can see it Thursday and Friday and Saturday of next week. Two shows on Friday and Saturday, an 8 o'clock and a 10.30 show. Uh, You can get the tickets right there when you walk up. You can also get them online, stlshakespeare.org. You can get the tickets for Jurassic Park the Musical. Come out and support local theater. It's always a great thing to do as well. We've got an interview that I was able to get at Terrificon, and some of the stuff, like I said, I've just been so backed up on content. And if I've got a live guest, obviously I want to have them on live like we had Adam just now. Um, but so some of the stuff I pre-record has to be pushed back sometimes. So we've got this interview with Keith Williams. He's worked on so much stuff. Super nice guy. It was so great to get the chance to talk to him from Terrificon last summer. And here's part one of my interview with the great Keith Williams. We're talking with artist extraordinaire Keith Williams, and we're here at Terrificon. Um, one of the things I want to ask you right off, because we've talked to a lot of different artists today. Uh, Joe Giello was here yesterday. Yes. Larry Strom, we chatted a little bit with him, oh, yeah. and Al Milgram. And it's interesting to hear different people talk about work on inking, which never gets enough credit, for one thing. <laughs> but it's uh, like Larry said he wanted to be an inker, and they said, no, no, we're going to have you an artist. We have people to do inking. What, when it comes to inking, what are your thoughts on it? Is it, is it something you want to do? Is it more the artist and you kind of fell into inking? How did it become a, a thing for you? It sort of like was falling into it. Um, I actually started as uh, a background uh, inker on um, Marvel Team Up uh, over Mike Espos- uh, working with Mike Esposito over Ron Friend's uh, pencils. So uh, that, that's how I started. 
I, I wanted to be a penciler. That, hmm. that, that, was my, that was my dream. But it seemed like uh, as things evolved, uh, after doing the background inking and stuff, I just like fell into doing inking as a regular hmm. thing. Uh, editors would ask me if I was interested in doing their book. Or, and I said yes. And penciling just like fell back further and further to hmm. the point that 30 years later, now I'm like sort of like relearning how to do pencils because <laughs> it's been so long since I've actually, you know, did them on my own and, uh, and also learning how to ink my own pencils. Yeah. Which is another thing because I'm a very harsh critic of my own. Aren't we all? <laughs> so, you know, like, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, so that, that's what's happening. So, so, like, now I'm, now I'm doing the penciling stuff and I think because it's all, it's, it's now and I just started doing it that it feels all so fresh and new. I, I, you know, like, I, I love it. Yeah. You know? It's almost so, like you're falling in love with it again. Exactly, exactly. Like, I, I, I mean, uh, it, 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 it's, it's great. You know, like, I, I don't feel burnt out or anything. Good. It's like, Every, every uh, time I work on something, it's like a new challenge, so it's cool. And a lot of people have said, I mean, every artist I've ever talked to said inking can really make or break the art. Because I know people That's like correct. Joe Giella said, Carmen Infantino would famously, they'll get at these things and the editor would say, hold on, these, these aren't really finished. And Carmen would say, Joe knows what I want. There you so go. So yes. do you like that a little bit more extra kind of like, oh, this is really going to be more mine? Or would you rather it come to you like a Mike Zek where everything's perfectly drawn? It, it all depends on the deadline time. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, uh, if I had time to be be able to think about it, you know, like that that would be great. And you know, like I, I and if uh, there wasn't as you know, like it was more like a breakdown, uh, that would be fine. I, I I can work with that. You know, I like, can and think about where I'm going to put the shading and things like that. Things that are missing yeah. from, from from the panel. But um, if it's a deadline, yeah, Mike Zek all the way. <laughs> uh, you know, right. I, uh, this way I could at least lay down lay down the ink lines and you know, I like, try not to make too many mistakes and. Uh, get the book out on time, which is really basically the thing, is making sure that everything comes out on time. And we, we talked a little bit before we started doing the interview about the toy lines that I love from the 80s. So we talked about Sectars, we talked about yes. Transformers was one of your early gigs for Marvel too. That's right, yes, yes. So wow. did, do, you, do you have an affinity for those things as well, or is it just kind of like that was a job, but now I'm, you know, this is... Well, I, 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 I like doing them because, you know, they're toys, and I yeah. always, I love toys, and, you know, like, uh, and I wish I had some of those toys when right. I was a kid. Yeah. Didn't have anything like that. I mean, we did have G.I. Joe, and I did work on G.I. Joe, too, you know, like, uh, so, so, like, uh, it, it, it I, I just find it fun, you know, yeah. uh, as well as a job, but, you know, like, I, I find it fun to work on. Yeah. yeah sure. And obviously, Spider-Man, that's a huge thing. Everyone, oh, yeah. if you're working at Marvel, everyone wants to work on Spider-Man. Do you have a favorite, either, uh page that you did or a comic that's like this is if you're going to hold up something like this is my favorite Spider-Man work that I did I, I got I to say there was um, a moment in time uh, when I was actually my, my boss Jim Alsey who was, he was the editor he was off, took vacation and uh, I had uh, the office for, yeah, I, I was actually the assistant editor mm -hmm. on the Spider-Man books uh, for, for about nine months and uh, when he took his vacation I had to um work on the books uh, and had to talk to the um, writers to discuss what was going to happen in the next uh, issue. Mm -hmm. uh, so, one, one of, so I guess my favorite would be, uh, this is, I guess, the second time The Beyonder uh, came. Secret uh, Wars 2? Is that, yeah. From Secret Wars. And uh, web, I think it was like uh, Web of Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man uh, had a storyline where uh, The Beyonder turned the Daily Bugle into gold. And because it's real, the, the world is real, gold is a very heavy, heavy right. substance, 
and it collapsed under its own weight. <laughs> uh, so we, we you know, like went, went to a restaurant and talked about that, you know, like uh, how that was going to happen. And uh, we, we even uh, talked about uh, throwing in um, a shot of G.I. Joe uh, <laughs> directing people. I think he's in there. <laughs> awesome. you know, like, uh, he is in, he it, is it, in it there. Is yeah, I have to go back and read. I, I don't think they've. He's actually G.I. Joe in there, but you know, like, we, we kind of gave the impression that. And that was the yeah. one with the two covers that fit together, the that's, black costume on Web and the yes. regular and amazing. Yes. That's a gorgeous, the way it sits together. That was yeah. before people were doing gatefold covers that's and right. you know, triptychs and everything like that. That's so that was, you guys were ahead of the time. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I got to say that that was like one of my favorites. Yes. I'll bet. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and um, gosh, uh, another time, also when I was assistant editor, um, Helping uh, put together the first issue of Web of Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, that was... Launching a new Spider-Man book, there had to be, I guess, some kind of like, I guess we've got enough Spider-Man fans to launch <laughs> another book, because now it seems like there's eight Spider-Man books, there's 12 Avengers comics out there. Right, at, at that time, that was going to be no, number three. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, it would be well, number Marvel four, team up. because they had... Yeah, right, four... Then, then again, it could have been five. No, but I don't think we had Marvel... I'm trying to remember we had Marvel team up at that time, but... But the three major books were going to be Amazing, Spectacular, and Web of. And then there was also uh, Marvel Tales, which right. was the old the stories. That's right. Yes, right. So we yeah, now that I've seen that, I think Web replaced Marvel Team Up. Yes. Marvel Team Up ended, and they decided to let's keep it going with Web. There you go. That's, that's it. right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now it's all coming back to me now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, of all the editors you've worked with, who is your favorite, and why is it Danny Fingeroth? Okay, of course, we had Danny Fingeroth on the show before, and I know that, uh, that Keith had worked with Danny, so I shot him that question partially in jest, but. We'll see how he responds. Was Danny Fingeroth his favorite editor while he was at Marvel? We'll find that out. We'll also uh, delve into some other things, and we'll talk about our upcoming 300th episode. Stand by. You're listening to Geek to Me Radio. Hi, this is John Delancey, and you're listening to Geek to Me Radio. We are back. Geek to Me Radio every Sunday night on the Big 550, and hopefully you're streaming us, you're watching us on YouTube and Twitch and Facebook and all the places where you can catch the video, or you're hearing us after the fact. And again, please make sure you're subscribing on whatever platform you are hearing us or seeing us on. That would be greatly appreciated. This segment brought to you by Bugs Comics, appropriate since we're talking to Keith Williams. If you're in the greater St. Louis, St. Charles area and looking for a new place to get your comic books, or maybe you want to get back into the comic book hobby, Highly recommend in either of those cases that you go check out Bugs Comics off of Bryan Road in O'Fallon. Uh, you can go to the website BugsComicsAndGames.com. He's got a lot of back issues, variant covers, and things like that up for sale on the website. So if you're not in the area, you can order those online as well, and uh, Larry and Tim will happily ship those to you. Like I said, if you're wanting to get back into comics, maybe it's been a while. Larry used to have a shop when I was little all the way up in Florissant. And it's, I'm, I'm so grateful he's reopened. It's a, it's a nostalgia factor for me, but also working with someone and knowing uh, to go get your comic books from someone who knows the industry, who knows what they're doing, who can knowledgeably speak about everything. And he's just not trying to sell you something when you come in the door. Yeah, this is what you should be buying. He takes the time with each customer. And I think that's a really great uh, thing that not a lot of shopkeepers will do in all cases. They want to put out what's you know the hottest book, what's the most expensive book. Let's get something out there. Uh, Larry actually takes the time to make sure that you get the comic books that are going to be good for you for what you're looking for. And if he doesn't have it, ask him because he's always buying comics. He's always getting new things. So you can always ask him if there's something you're on the lookout for and he will keep an eye out for you. He's done that for me a few times already. And it's just, if you're, this is a great time to be in comic books. We've got the new Doctor Strange movie coming out. The MCU shows, shows no 
signs of slowing down. Uh, obviously, they just had a big monster hit with the Batman. So comic books are here to stay. And if you want to get into it, go check out Bugs Comics and Games. Go to the Facebook page as well, facebook.com slash Bugs Comics and Games. Give their Facebook page a like. They'll appreciate that. Make sure you pick up some comics at the store. Once again, BugsComicsAndGames.com. Very proud to have them as our official comic book sponsor here on geek to me Radio. We were chatting with Keith Williams, a fantastic artist who's worked on uh, so many different titles, and I was giving him a little bit of a hard time because Danny Fingeroth is a, is a really great editor. He's done a lot of great work in Marvel on the Spider-Man titles, so I jokingly asked him uh, before we take that last one. Who's your favorite Spider-Man or uh, Marvel editor in general, and why is it Danny Fingeroth? Yes, it is Danny Fingeroth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because I know he follows me, so Danny, if you're listening, I, that was for you. <laughs> Danny, hey Danny, no, no, no. Dan, Danny was a great editor. You know, like I had, a, I had a lot of fun. You know, like working with him. I got to also say uh, Jim Selatrup too. You know, like yeah, he's, no, he's, he's, he's the man who hired me uh, to do uh, the uh, Web of Spider-Man uh, uh, book, and you know, like, I'm always grateful for that. And um, I worked for a bunch of different, Mark Grunwald, another great, oh my gosh, yeah. another great editor. You know, like, I love him. He's fantastic, you know, gosh, uh, Howard Mackey I've worked for, you know, like uh, Carl Potts, um, Craig Anderson. I have to thank, I have to thank Craig okay. Anderson. He, he is the uh, um, Warlock yeah, yeah. Uh, editor. I had you uh, sign that poster yesterday. You're my last signature on the Warlock there you, poster. There you go, <laughs> right, right. And, uh, yeah, he, he got me to uh, work on Warlock Infinity Watch and <laughs> Warlock Chronicles and... You know, like uh, a few few other things. I think I might have done a Gal- Galaxy to Guardians of the Galaxy somewhere in there, but I'm not not really sure about that. But yeah, yeah. So I, I'm really grateful for him for that because you know, like all the stuff that's going on right. with the movies right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hopefully they're showing your name in those end credits. I hope. Not well. <laughs> I mean, Kevin Feige better know you know that he'd give all the credit to the artists and writers and you know who worked on these uh, things. Well, you know, like, we're, we're we're just doing a job, and I'm just basically hoping that the kids kids love the books. You know? Yeah. That's that's. That's really what I want because that's the way it was when I was a kid. Yeah, you know, exactly. like, I mean, I love reading comic books, you know, like and, and uh, collecting them, and that's what got me into doing this and got me in, got me to the place where I am now. Do you remember what your first comic book you bought was or that you had? My grandma got me my my uh, first uh, comic book. Uh, she came over one weekend with uh, Batman. Oh, really? Yes, I I, I, can't, I can't remember the number, the issue number, but it was. Uh, Batman and Robin's face was on the cover, and I think uh, um, the red phone, the hotline phone, was in the background with webs covering it. Oh, uh, Batman 183. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Batman nerd, sorry. Wow. Yeah, so that was it. <laughs> nice. That second, was... second appearance of Poison Ivy, too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, my. So. There you go. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> you want me to travel with you to cons, I can, I can do Please. that. Please. <laughs> <laughs> you can help me remember all the stuff that I've totally forgotten. Yes, yes. And obviously you're wearing the Phantom Ring. Oh, um, yes. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention your work on Phantom, which uh, to work on something that's, you know, dating back to the serial days of the 30s and everything like that, such an iconic character, that had to be a thrill to work on that. Oh, absolutely. And I also got to thank Danny Fingeroff for that job, too, because he's the one that uh, asked me if I was interested in doing that. Uh, and uh, to go and uh, talk to uh, the people over at uh, King Features and mm-hmm. show them my work. Yeah. And uh, that, that got me to uh, meet uh, Lee Falk and uh, actually showing him. And he's the one that gave me the, the okay, you know, to, to do the work, to do the inking work on The Phantom. Very nice. Which I worked on for about uh, for 10 years. I was going to say, it was a long run. Yes, yes, with George Olson. Mm-hmm. He's a fantastic penciler. Um, yes, and Lee was writing most of 
all the stories all the way up until his death in 99. Yeah. So, you know, which is absolutely amazing. <laughs> and, yeah, and I stayed on until uh, 2005. Yeah, that's a good run. I mean, yeah. good run on a book. Yeah. And you've got, I love the, the banners and everything with all the different stuff you've done. You just mentioned to a gentleman who came by too, you're doing another con next weekend? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be... <laughs> I'm gonna be at Eternal Con. There you go. <laughs> Eternal Con. How many cons? How many cons a year do you? Do? I mean, especially it's kind of we're emerging from COVID, so people are getting their con muscles back. Yeah. How many have you done uh, so far this year? Oh gosh, uh, maybe twelve. Already? Wow. Maybe. Yeah. That that that's possible. Um, in, in 2019, I did 35. So yeah, wow. but that was the first time I actually really got into doing a lot of cons and. I didn't even realize how many I did until I looked back at, you know, like my calendar. You must enjoy it, though, if you're doing that many. I mean, you must, uh, obviously you enjoy what you do, but to be able to meet the fans and everything, I think, would be... I, I, I definitely enjoy meeting the fans. It really knocks me out. You yeah. know, like all the people that really have read the books and, you know, they remember it. Right. And, and they talk to me and they, they say how, you know, like it's, it, it, how, how much they enjoyed the books. And it, it, it just really blows my mind. I, I love it. And uh, it's also great seeing the guys that I've worked with you know, like at, at Marvel and DC and all the other companies uh, and get to say hi to them and talk and find out what they've been doing. And, you know, it's Yeah, great. yesterday yeah. you popped your head around. We are talking to D.G. Chichester. Yeah, got to see him, and it's, it seemed like you guys, I think it was a con somewhere in Coney Island or something like that, he said, that you guys... Oh, good grief, yeah. That, that, that must have been... A, that, that was a while ago. I, I, I like... It, it's, it's like it was so long ago. <laughs> it kind of... It's hard to remember. Like, it was, it was only five... Oh, my gosh, no, that was... 15 years ago. Yeah, like yeah. Of the, my brain's doing the same thing to me. It's like, that couldn't have been that long ago. Yeah, please. You know, like, I mean, I've been working in this business for about 40 years wow. now. Wow. So, yeah, next year will be 40. Wow. Happy anniversary. Thank you. <laughs> and you're still going strong, obviously. Oh, well, I, I hope so. <laughs> I'm trying to keep myself relevant. Yeah, no, and you're doing a great job. Like I said, they've got a lot of the art on the table and everything like that and all this stuff. It's uh, If people want to, like, if people want to do contact you for commissions or are you on social media much uh yes i am i'm um i'm on um, instagram okay uh, i have a lot of my work on there and that's uh keith williams uh comic book art so you know you just look that up and you know like i'll, I'll probably pop up and uh also facebook uh just just check keith williams i'm the guy that has the ring that's doing there this go. and smiling <laughs> so that's that's that that's me. So you'll you'll find me that way. And, uh I'm also on Deviant Art too. Okay. Yeah. Lots so, of ways. Mm-hmm. Cool. But uh, if you wanted, if, if anybody wanted to DM me, you know, like to do a commission and stuff like that, yeah, do it on Instagram, Facebook, and I'll I'll get back in touch with you as fast as possible. Perfect. Yeah. This has been great, Keith Williams. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you for you know like, uh, talking. Absolutely, this is great. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. Very nice guy, and uh, it, it's he's got another uh, great setup at conventions too. He does some fantastic work. So if you do end up seeing him at a, what he's does several conventions a year, make sure you uh, check him out. Tell him you heard our interview on Geeks Me Radio, and get a commission or a sketch or at least an autograph from some of the stuff he's done because he's a prolific artist and inker. He's done a lot of great work. Uh, speaking of great artists, we lost the great Neil Adams uh, this week. It just died. I saw the news come out Sunday. Uh, it's very sad because, if you, again, if you've done conventions, Neil Adams will always have a huge, and I mean huge setup, like 12 tables laid out, spreading out full of artwork. He'll be at a table in the very center, and you kind of have to walk through it. Joey was uh, recounting it, too, how he saw him. We, I guess it was Louisville that we were at, and he's got these huge displays, huge banners hanging overhead of all his iconic artwork. And if, I, if we put the artwork up, you would, you would know it immediately. Uh, you might not know it's Neil Adams, but you'd recognize the images. But he's uh, 80 years old, and unfortunately, we we lost him. Uh, the conventions will not be the same without seeing those 
huge banners and uh, books of artwork and everything like that. It's a great loss. He was one of the people who pioneered to get artists and creators uh, the rights to their work and proper compensation. He really led that fight, and specifically for Siegel and Schuster, who worked on Superman. He specifically uh, made sure that they got proper compensation and, and acknowledgement uh, from all the work, and it's been great seeing the outpouring of love from people like Roy Thomas, from Ron Mars, and everyone else online, uh, people paying tribute. Uh, we do have an interview with Neil Adams that we aired way back when in 2016. So if you go to geeksmeradio.com, just type in Neil Adams, and you'll be able to find that interview. Uh, he, he sat down with me for almost an hour, and we just chatted about comic books, comic book movies, and everything. Great guy, super nice. Met him a couple times. I'm very, very glad I did get the chance to meet him as many times as I did. As we're wrapping up the show here, I want to make sure we tell you about our official movie sponsor, which, of course, Marcus Theaters would be that movie sponsor, MarcusTheaters.com. I was just talking to my neighbor, Jim, about uh, he saw me as out walking the dog in front of the condo, and he said, hey, did you get your tickets to see Multiverse of Madness? Are you going to go see the new Doctor Strange movie? And I said, of course I am. And luckily, he gave me the right answer. He said, yeah, we have our tickets booked for Marcus Theaters in Chesterfield, which is always the right answer, because if you're going to go see a movie, you want to do it in the right surroundings, make sure the, the popcorn is fresh, make sure you've got great service, great sound, great experience. Marcus Theaters delivers that to you every time. Uh, if you go to the website, MarcusTheaters.com, you'll find the location of the Marcus Theaters or the movie tavern closest to you. And you can buy your tickets there online. You can find the the, uh, the movie synopsis, get some reviews and things like that. Also, I always point this out too because they have an app, which is always a lot of fun to find that. So if you use the Marcus Theaters app, you can see it pulling up on my screen right there. And that way, if you're driving around and maybe you don't know where the closest one is to you, use the app. You can quickly find the location, order your tickets right there online. It's got the uh, thing right there to Jurassic World in theaters June 10th. So a lot of great movies coming out. Uh, the Bad Guys is a nice animated feature. If you want to take the kids to see something on a weekend, uh, get out there and see movies. Because, again, during the pandemic, I missed movies so much. Movies in the theater are a different experience that you cannot create with the best surround system at home. It needs to be seen in the proper setting. And I know with graduation coming up, with uh, May, we've got birthdays and things to celebrate. Maybe you want to get a private theater, which you can do on the website as well, MarcusTheaters.com. Uh, look for the private cinemas, and you can rent those out, starting, I think, mostly $99. You can check your local listings and availabilities. But that way you and 20 of your friends can sit back, Enjoy a movie, uh, just you. You can add concessions to it and things like that as well for an upcharge. Uh, you can discuss that with whatever the theater is you end up going to. But that's a great thing to do for a celebratory event, uh, like I said, a graduation or a birthday party or something like that. Highly recommend doing that. Once again, the website, MarcusTheaters.com, for the best movie-going experience in the galaxy. This tonight is our 299th show, which means... We've got our 300th show coming up. Director Martin Campbell, who you might know from GoldenEye and Casino Royale. He helped launch two new James Bond actors. He did the Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds, uh, Legends of Zorro, a bunch of great films that this man has done. He's got a new movie out right now called Memory, starring Liam Neeson. You can also check out that film at Marcus Theaters, of course. But we've got that interview with the great Martin Campbell coming up for our 300th episode. And we're going to be doing a big giveaway in conjunction with our 300th episode. So make sure you are following me on Twitter at Geek2MeRadio, Instagram at Geek2MeRadio. Please give the Facebook page a like. We'll have more information about our 300th episode giveaway coming very soon. And we're going to give you some really cool stuff in sponsorship 
I should say in partnership with our friends at Kokomo Toys in Kokomo, Indiana. Make sure you check out Kokomo Toys because they've got a lot of really cool things. If you're a toy nerd, you just need to go visit the place. But uh, check out their website and you can get some really great toys. That's going to do it. Thanks, as always, to Joey V for making the show sound and look as good as it does. Max on Movies is up next if you're hearing us on 550 KTRS, so stick around for that. And until next week, my friends. Nice.